Buongiorno, my name is Lauren. I'm a writer, food lover, and creator of Cooking Vacations Italy, a culinary tour company. I married Reno, an Italian race car driver, and we live in sunny Italy where we welcome guests to our Italian kitchen and share our way of living on the Amalfi Coast. We live on a vertical cliff, 100 stairs down, overlooking Positano and the Tyrrhenian Sea. We're surrounded by olive and lemon trees, and grapevines grow everywhere. From our terrace, we can almost reach out and touch Capri. Follow me in the garden, where we grow Mediterranean fruits and vegetables in the rhythm of the seasons. We use our farm-to-table ingredients, including our own olive oil, in local cuisine. Join us as we travel, cook, and experience life in Italy. Hi there, friends. I'm Jordan Rich, and I'm a very good friend of the lady here in the studio. She, of course, is Lauren Birmingham, cooking-vacations.com, and uh, so much to say about Italy and also about history. We're going to talk about a particular character in history that fascinates you, and you've written about her, Catherine de' Medici. Tell us about Catherine. Well, it all starts with the Italian Renaissance, which in Italian is called the Renascimento, meaning rebirth. And it was the period in Italian history that covered 15th to 16th centuries. And Catherine fell into that. She mm-hmm. was part of the Medici family, and she was an orphan. Let's talk a little bit about the family she's coming from. It's okay. a very well-to-do family, very well-respected, I imagine. The Medicis were a privileged and powerful family. They were bankers and politicians. They were a dynasty in what was then Florence, and they began their power under Cosimo di Medici in the Republic of Florence during the first half of the 15th century. Their name um, was just tied to fortune textile trades, banking, and uh, they were also in the the wool industry. What happened to her after she was orphaned, Lauren? She stayed with her paternal grandmother in Rome mm-hmm. when her grandmother died, and then she lived in Rome and then Florence with her aunt Clarice de' Medici and her family, and then she went to live with the nuns in Santa Lucia. That's interesting. She went to live with the nuns. Was she considering joining the nunnery, or was that just what people did back then? I think it was a safe place. Mm. Get thee to a nunnery. (laughs) Also, a lot of the girls were put in nunneries at that time to to be able to learn to read and write because it was prohibited. Ah, very important. Uh, And she becomes very important in terms of her ability to read and write. What's her connection to France? What is that all about? Um, Catherine left Florence and sailed the sea with a fleet of ships for five days before she arrived to Villafranche. Her family had arranged a marriage with her with the King of France. Arranged marriages, particularly among royals? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder if she really thought that was a great idea or just had to go ahead and do it. Uh, We don't know, I suppose. I think she probably had to. It was also a political ploy Mm -hmm. during wartime. How did she adapt to living in France? When she moved to France... Um, She was a very young girl. She took her whole Italian kitchen, her whole Italian kitchen crew, and all her Italian groceries with her. A, because she was particular in what she ate, but more importantly, she was afraid that they would poison her in France. Wow, that's interesting. Which might account for the kinds of cuisine sharing in Europe, right? When a royal would move from one country to the next and bring 
the kitchen with them. <laughs> she brought everything with her. She was nicknamed the Italian greengrocer. Does she stay in France for a while, uh, for a long time? No, she stayed in France. She definitely stayed in France. And they say she was the powerhouse behind, behind the king. She had 10 children. Some of them were kings. She led the way in teaching the French new recipes that were Florentine that we now think of French, but they're really Italian. That takes some doing because the French, even then, <laughs> are pretty proud of their culinary arts. And to take somebody else's advice, that's pretty interesting. But then again, she was in the royal court, so people would respect her, I would imagine. She was in the royal court, and she was all, she was a leader. You know, she when you say Renaissance woman, she was a Renaissance woman. She brought cabbage and caviar, figs, mushrooms, her own Italian olive oil, you know, she also brought those Florentine recipes like duck, mm -hmm. slow-cooked and orange marmalade, profiteroles. Those are all things that we think of as French when they're really Italian, including onion soup, which was really invented by the masonaries that were working in Florence building the Duomo. The poor masonaries at night would slow-cook water, olive oil, old onions, and put it in, put it over stale bread. It's always the way. You think of it as a delicacy, and it's something that peasants or poor people developed first. And it's, it's one of my favorite things when I think about French food. And now I'll think about it as an Italian origin, which is, which is really cool. Was she also responsible for the development of non-food products, uh, perfumes and garments and things like that? During the Renaissance, she introduced colorful and beautiful tapestries for table decorating, clothing itself. You know, she introduced petticoats to the French and blew them away. Mm. Um, hair pieces and hats, combs and diamond pins. A, a Renaissance woman in, in every sense of the way. Even much more than a Martha Stewart. She was, uh, in a lot of ways, the, the Renaissance woman. In fact, when you mention the Medicis, I can't think of anyone else but Catherine. She, she's sort of the, the number one superstar of that family. She was. And remember that perfumes, of course, there were perfume creations in Egypt and, and all of that. But she was very religious and she grew up with the nuns. She was very close to the monks and the nuns in the monastery there at Santa Maria Novella, which the monks were award-winning. Uh, maybe that's not even a good term to use. They just had the art of growing flowers and herbs mm. in their blood. And they were creating medicinal excelsiors at that time and perfumes. And she brought that from Florence to France when she moved there. So France has a lot to be thankful for, that Catherine uh, was designed to marry the king or one of the royals and stay in France. That's really interesting. What do you admire about her beyond her accomplishments? What do, what do you know about her as an individual, as a human being? She loved to eat. She was a little plump, and she didn't care about that. Kind of like that. Of course, she brought pasta along with her to, to France. Mm -hmm. um, she was a food lover. When you travel to Italy and you do that a lot, do you see her influences still today? In Italy, you mentioned French influences. What about back in Italy? In Florence, she is adored. Two mm -hmm. years ago, they, they celebrated her life all year long with special art exhibits and all the rest. And she she didn't really care. You know, she was a food lover. Her waist showed it. 
She loved artichokes. If you read about Catherine, she loved artichokes. One time she ate so many that she OD'd on them and <laughs> they had to call the, the paramedics. The physicians of the time, yes. Exactly. Lead that woman. She's overdone it with artichokes. Wow. Now, that's a story you're not going to get anywhere else. She also ate a lot of them because they were an aphrodisiac and she wanted to have their effects. Well, she had 10 children, so she was obviously on the right course in terms of that. So it's everything from uh, fine art to fine cuisine to medicinals to perfumes. She was into everything, apparently. She was into everything. Of course, as a queen, she had the finances to do that, but she brought in Murano glass from Murano. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So when did she pass? When did she leave this mortal coil? Catherine was born April 13th, 1519 in Florence, and she passed away January 5th, 1589 at 69 years old in La Blois, France um, of pleurisy. Making it to 69 in those days was an accomplishment, was an accomplishment. Is there anybody that compares to her from the Renaissance period in your mind? No, I don't think so. She influenced everything. She was also known to throw incredible and outrageous banquets to outsmart the French and outdo the French. (laughs) She bared no expense in bringing in, you know, at the time, jesters, clowns, musicians, dancers to entertain, and her feasts would go on till the wee hours. Anything else about Catherine Medici that you'd like to share with our podcast listeners? Um, she even showed the French how to ride horseback. She imported Tuscan tobacco to the French court. She believed it helped relieve headaches. She introduced folding fans, handkerchiefs. And here, here I'm thinking the French were the originators of all of this stuff. And now you're telling me that it's, it's the Italian influence of Catherine de' Medici. And by, yeah, by the second half of the 1700s, her cooking style and recipes had caught on to cooks and chefs throughout France. So when you think of all those delicious so-called French foods, think again, because they're not French at all. They're Italian. Well, thank you for sharing the story of Catherine. Uh, I'm sure she'd be thrilled to know that we're talking about her this way. Laura. I'm sure she would. And her favorite, one of her favorite things to do was to dip a biscotti, and bis means twice in Latin, mm. so biscottis are twice baked. Her favorite thing to do was end a meal dipping a cantucci in either Vinsanto, which is blessed wine, or wine. I wonder if she double dipped. <laughs> One more important note, if people want to read the full story, how can they do that, Lauren? They can go to cooking-vacations.com And there's a tab there for Taste of Italia. We'll check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and download future episodes. To find out more about us, visit cooking-vacations.com. Ciao. Grazie.